0: Hey listeners, Jennifer here. Do you ever feel disconnected or even lonely as a business owner? I believe a huge part of being really successful in business is making powerful connections. And because I'm so passionate about community and connections, I've created a place for you to connect, network with other like-minded entrepreneurs, and even get feedback from a certified coach, that would be me, on your business. Every week I host a one hour coffee chat so that you have a consistent and free space to be in community with others who are on a similar journey. I would love to invite you to be a part of this community. Even if your afternoon beverage of choice is not coffee, I welcome you to join us. Go to the link in the show notes to join. I can't wait to meet you. Imagine having a guide to walk with you through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, someone who has been where you are and knows the psychology and the magic of business done with ease and joy. Welcome to the Clarity to Cash podcast, the place for you to get crystal clear in your business and life so you can feel confident about getting to that next level of cash and impact. I'm your host, Jennifer Jacobson, former therapist and certified life coach for female entrepreneurs. My mission is to get you the clarity you need to create the life and business you desire. Every week, I will be your guide to more clarity, confidence, and cash in your business. Get ready to feel the power of Clarity to Cash. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Clarity to Cash podcast. Today, I have an awesome guest. Her name is Val Casola, and she is a website copywriter and brand storyteller for service providers. And what she really does is she helps female entrepreneurs ditch the DIY messaging and align their brands with words that attract their ideal clients and help them stand out in their industries as the true experts that they are. So this sounds so amazing. So I'm so excited to dive in today. Um, Got lots to talk about today. I'm so excited to have Val here. I just met her recently and we just connected and... I just I really love the idea of telling this transformational story that really moves your ideal clients. And when we talked before this um, before this recording, we really talked about the emotions and how important those are. and I totally like just resonate with that so much. So anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: absolutely. So tell us a little bit about like how you got started in Um, website copywriting and brand storytelling for service providers.
1: Yeah, so I have been a writer all my life. I feel really lucky that I kind of knew what I wanted to do from a very young age, and that desire really led me to pursue writing um, in my education. I have my bachelor's degree in writing, my master's degree in writing, Um, and then I went on to work in the corporate world, as most people do, and I worked in fundraising and social media writing a lot of marketing materials, raising money um, and growing brand awareness. And I kind of just realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't like the idea of working for someone else and making them successful when I could take my skills and you know use them to build a life for me instead of somebody else. Um, Love it. <laughs> so I started to really think about how I could use writing as a way to sustain myself and start my own business. And I actually started out as a food writer for a few food bloggers. And then, you know, I realized I could really replace my full-time income doing sales deliverables. So I pivoted to websites, sales pages, and emails, and I've been here ever since. Amazing. I love this so much. And Tell us, because I, I
0: I love that you put in your bio, ditch the DIY messaging. So why is it important, do you think, for female entrepreneurs to ditch the DIY messaging?
1: Yeah, well, we all have to start somewhere. And when we start our businesses, most of us don't have the money to to dive in deep and do all these fancy services and and really elevate our digital presence at the very beginning. And honestly, we shouldn't be focused on that as service providers. We should be focused on getting clients and growing brand awareness that way and really honing in on who it is we wanna serve and how we wanna do it because as our businesses grow, we grow as people, and the messaging that served us in the beginning isn't necessarily going to serve us as we continue to expand um, to those higher income months. And uh, yeah, eventually there comes a time where 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 you are in business is no longer aligned with how you started, and when you really reach that stage and you want to use your digital presence as a tool to sell, that's when it's really time to ditch that DIY messaging and get really clear and work with the professional who can help you tell the stories that are going to attract your people and make them really excited to work with you, so you can grow your business and make more impact and achieve all the goals you set out to do in the first place. Awesome. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I think that's so
0: important and how, so obviously as a, as a writer and as a storyteller, how do we really find that story that's going to convert our clients into, or convert our prospective clients into paying clients? How do we find those stories and how do we best tell those stories?
1: So it's all about understanding your ideal client's current situation and understanding what they're struggling with what they're desiring, what's keeping them from achieving that desire, whether that be a mental thing or a physical thing or a financial thing, and really showing them that through your support and through your solution that you can move them from point A, where they are, to point B, where they want to be, and you know, using storytelling to get them really excited about that possibility and imagining what's really possible for them.
0: Yeah. So how is storytelling different then? Because I think, you know, when we're as female entrepreneurs, when we're posting, we might be trying to, you know, tell our clients, Hey, this is where you are now. This is really where I can, I can help. This is how I can get you to where you really want to be. How is, is just kind of like saying that different from putting it into like the form of a story?
1: Yeah. So it's so easy to put a list of bullet points on your website or a checklist that says, are you experiencing this? And of course that is going to help you. That is going to serve you. But when you're really trying to like elevate your messaging and elevate that digital presence and really show the true expert, you are cementing those bullet points in a story that your ideal client can see themselves in and say like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like, I do that, or, you know, this is a habit that I have. Um, instead of just saying, like, bringing them down a checklist, saying, yes, 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 I identify with all these things, show that you understand how it manifests in their real life. Um, so, for example, if, if you're a mom who is a business owner and you want to get back to taking care of your children and spending more time with your family, instead of saying that, maybe say something like, um, you know, so you can get back to making the PB&Js. Or something like that, right? That's a that's a story that we can identify ourselves with. That's we can see ourselves doing that. If if I'm a busy mom and taking care of my kids looks like that, that is a lot more exciting and identifiable and relatable. And that's gonna make me feel like, wow, Jennifer doesn't even really know me, but she knows what I want. She knows what I'm going through on this really like deep, relatable level. And that makes me trust her even more and want to learn about how I can work with her even more. Okay. So I guess
0: what I'm hearing then is it's like, you're almost painting a really vivid picture for your prospective clients and you're really showing them like, I get it. And I know like what your day-to-day looks like. It's not just like, I want to be able to, you know, make a meal for my kids. It's, it's like, I know what your kids are even eating, right? Like I know Mm -hmm. they want the PB&J or, you know, whatever it is. So I love that. And how do you think those stories, really, because it's all about moving your clients, your dream clients into action. So how do you, how do you think, and maybe these examples are super helpful. So if you have more of those, that's, that's awesome. But like, how do you tell the story in a way that moves your clients into taking action and eventually buying from you?
1: So you have to show your readers what's in it for them. I think a lot of times, you know, we shy away from the fact that we're human and, and because we're human, we act in our own self-interest and we want things. And sometimes we think about that being like an icky thing or a bad thing or a selfish thing. But as business owners, it's really our responsibility to lean into the things that our people want that we can help them achieve and, and show them that that's possible and let them know that we know they want it. And I have a solution that can help you get there here's how. And when you can lay out the possibility of what your ideal client can experience, what's waiting for them on the other side of those services, that's what's going to get them really excited and empowered to take action. Okay, amazing. So
0: let's talk a little bit about this, showing them the possibility. What, What are some tips that you might have in terms of showing those clients that you're just, you really want to work with them. They're your ideal clients, your dream clients. How do you kind of show them the possibility
1: so that they will eventually sign up with you? Yes. Yeah, so first and foremost, you want to be telling those stories and the way that you kind of understand what those stories are and, and how you can figure out the details to incorporate that are really going to excite your ideal client is to really know who it is that you're talking to. So when you're writing websites, especially, you want to write to one specific person and you want to know as much as you can about that person. And in order to learn more about your ideal client, that's where this idea of market research comes in, where you go out and you're actively learning about this person. You're learning what they're struggling with You're learning what they're desiring. You're learning what keeps them from achieving that desire. You're learning what they really deeply want. Um, and when you can gather that information directly from your ideal client, whether you've asked them um, directly through like a survey or a question in a Facebook group or passively, you are doing some competitor analysis, mining some testimonials or, you know, perusing message boards or Facebook groups for other people's comments and you're observing how they talk about what they're experiencing when, when you can take that data and turn it into copy and turn it into that storytelling, that's how you are going to figure out what stories you need to be telling and how you can lay it out on the page. Okay. Amazing. So it really sounds like market research can really kind of inform
0: your storytelling and really give you kind of the exact words to use, which makes so much sense, right? Like we want to use their exact words. We don't want to use our words, even though we understand that if we're, if we're, giving them what's in it for them, we want to use their words and what the transformation is that they're looking for. So what are some tips would you say for like market research? So like, how do you like what? Yeah, like, what are your best tips in terms of getting people on market research calls? Or like, what other methods do you use? I know you said, like going into Facebook groups and researching, but what else do you use to get those words out of your, your ideal
1: client? Yeah, so sometimes I, for clients, I will do surveys to their social media or email lists if they, you know, are particularly engaged and they've responded to other types of questions or engagement pieces in the past. Um, So that is one avenue. Another avenue would be to look at past onboarding and offboarding forms. And, you know, a really great tip is to make sure you are asking your clients about their experiences in those forms. So when you're onboarding somebody, Asking them again what they're struggling with and what they want is a really great idea, even if you know you've covered it on a sales call or a discovery call. Like have them tell you at as many touch points as possible. So they are usually people will get a little bit more detailed each time and you might uncover new new angles that you hadn't heard before. Um, and then in your offboarding forms, ask people how they're feeling now that they've experienced this transformation that you were able to provide as a result of their services. Um, Ask them how they felt before they worked with you, how they're feeling now. And that's some really valuable way to get data. Um, So those are like two very active roles of like customer research. And then passively, you could do the things like um, the Facebook group commenting, the Instagram uh, post commenting, and just really analyzing and capturing what people are saying and recording that data to use later. Do you um, you
0: ever suggest like actually getting on market research calls or
1: is that like too much time out of someone's day? No, no, you can do a pretty effective market research call in under 15 minutes. It's really, you know, asking your clients or your ideal client, your client's ideal clients, um, the same things that you would probably ask your ideal clients, right? What are you struggling with? What do you want? Um, What's keeping you from that? So it's really asking those same questions. Um, This is something I do a lot for my clients. I will get on market research calls with their past clients and just ask them about the experience with that service provider I'm working with um, and getting into the nitty-gritty of the transformation they received. And that's also a really great way to get more information. I love that. And it kind of takes the coach out of it, right? Or the the female entrepreneur.
0: It's like, if you're doing it, I feel like they're going to be even more open. And that's a great way for the entrepreneur to get that information because they've kind of been removed from the situation. So they're going to be really honest, I would I would think, with you. Is that what
1: you find? Or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think also there is the added benefit that the business owner, like my clients are so zoomed in their business that, you know, they might hear the same things over and over from different past clients. And the way they internalize it's going to be different than the way that I do. Like I've had less exposure. I might see what they're saying in a different light and start to make different connections in my brain because I'm not as close to it. Like I'm not as familiar with it. I don't already have these preconceived notions about my clients, ideal clients um, or how they interact with my business. So it's also just a fresh perspective that is really helpful.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think that's so helpful because it's really hard to see these things when you're in the midst of it, right? And so if you have someone who's, like you said, a little zoomed out, not as um, kind of attached to the business, um, I think that can really, really help. So I love that idea. Um, All right, well, this was super helpful. Is there any other like, Any other like top tips that you would love to share with, with my audience about, you know, just storytelling about any, anything really just like, what are your top tips?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So my biggest tip, and this comes from the biggest mistake that I see people making on their websites, um, your website copy or, you know, any sales copy you have, it's not about you. It's about your ideal client. And a lot of the times I'll see entrepreneurs treating their websites like their resumes. And it's just this really great place to talk about all my achievements, all my accomplishments, all these great things I've been able to do where I've studied, where I'm certified in. And it's not that these things aren't important. They are important. They help build trust. But like I was saying before, if you want to sell somebody something, you have to show them what's in it for them and you have to appeal to them. And, and you're not going to do that by gassing yourself up. You're you, you're going to do that by um you know showing you understand what this person's going through, you understand what they want, and and you have the way to get them from that place of lack to that place of abundance. And so just really keeping in mind you're not you're not writing for you, you're writing for your ideal client and your goal is to show them what's possible and, and get them really excited about the possibility of that. Okay.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you on that. I think people do that so often because it's like they feel like they have this short amount of time to, like, convince someone how great they are. And really, like, no one cares how great they that you are. They really <laughs> care about how can, how can this person help me. Now, that being said, do you still recommend having an about an about page so that they can actually tell, you know, whoever's reading a little bit about them and how they, you know,
1: how their experiences and how they can help, help them? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Even, even you will hear me say that your marketing material isn't about you, but your story is one of the most valuable marketing assets that you have. And I know that sounds... Like a brain bender. <laughs> but, but truly, it's just the way that you tell it. So an effective about page that's designed for conversion is going to be more about the client than it is about you. Okay. It's going to be more about how you can connect with what your ideal client's current state is. It's, it's more about you showing your expertise by showing you know what's going on and using your own background and your own expertise, and maybe even your own experience with similar struggles to show either how you've overcome it, or how you have watched other people overcome it and learned from that. And really, you know, embedding that story in the larger story of what your ideal client is going through, and what they want.
0: Okay, okay. So this is kind of a random question. But do you think people should include like their credentials and their education and all of that in there? Or is it really just simply like, this is how my story, this is my story. And this is how my story is going to help me to help you.
1: Yeah, you can definitely put your credentials in there. I have them on my website. I think it is really a great way to build trust. You have to remember that we have people who are emotional buyers who are really going to connect with that story but there's also people who are logical buyers and they need a little bit more of that that proof that you know you are exactly who you say you are you are the expert you say you are and a lot of people are a little bit of both so it is absolutely okay to talk about your credentials and your experience and it's definitely not going to hurt you it's only going to help you okay i i Love
0: that. This has been so awesome, Val. I I just think you are full of so many great tips and ideas. And I'm excited because um, I noticed that you're going to be offering my audience uh, a free about page guide. So tell us what's in there. And um, I will link that in the show notes for everyone. So what are they going to get when they check out that about page?
1: Yeah. So as I mentioned, writing your about page can feel a little bit like a brain vendor, Um, And my guide is really there to walk you through exactly what you should do. Um, Writing about yourself is difficult as it is. It can feel a little awkward. It can feel a little uncomfortable. Um, And knowing, I I think knowing exactly how your about page works and and what each element is doing and having an outline with prompts to help you get there is a really empowering way to make writing about yourself fun. Um, and I want everyone to have that experience because your story is so important and it is so valuable and it's valuable to your readers and your potential clients. Um, so in that guide, you're going to find uh, a bunch of different prompts, uh, a lot of like technical conversion based prompts, but then also some really fun like ways to get to know you prompts like little games and and fun, unique things you can include on your about page to show off your personality as well. Um, so that's what that guide is designed to help you with.
0: Amazing. Okay. Well, I am going to download that as soon as we get off the podcast (laughs) recording today. That sounds so helpful. Um, Yeah. Well, how can people find you? Because I mean, I love this idea of if you're at that point and you can, you know, hire Val to do your copywriting for you, do your website, do your sales page. How can people find you, Val?
1: Yeah, so you can find me online at www.valcasola.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Rights. Amazing.
0: And you guys go and check out her Insta. She has such, it's such a great Instagram page and so many great tips there as well. So thank you so much for being here, Val. This was super, super informative and helpful. And I know I'm going to implement all of your tips uh, as soon as we get off this call today.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. It was so fun.
0: All right. Thanks everybody. I will see y'all next week. Thanks for listening to the Clarity to Cash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a five-star review and share with your biz besties. If you want to learn more, come visit me at jenniferjacobsonlifecoaching.com. That's Jacobson with a K. Talk to you next week.